Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I went into the uh, little lounge here at The Rock to uh, to grab my stuff. Uh, and uh, I noticed there's a massive like grocery store display of Italian cookies. I saw that as well. And tons of them in there. Yeah. And I can tell you... Because I know the people who work in this building, that thing will be destroyed by noon today. Well, it's funny because it, I, I was actually headed into that lounge because I had brought in some cookies that we had bought from a girl guide, and, and we, I don't want to eat them. So <laughs> I'll, let the, I'll let the hounds around here go nuts. I saw those sitting there. Yeah, so those are up for grabs. And then, you know, the one day I bring in a couple boxes of cookies, there's a massive <laughs> display. It looks like a convenience store That's in there. That's true, because <laughs> I don't share cookies often. You don't share much often, and no. it's funny, because the story with Lucky has always been, if boxes of pizza arrive, they all end up at his house for his kids. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so I, I I saw this, and I was looking for, like, where's the sign? Like, is this some sort of uh, uh, school uh, fundraiser or hockey for kids mm. of some sort? Uh, but no, it doesn't say anything on there. I think it's from Christian Pritchard, because oh. I think it's from Aurora Foods, because they sell those. Right. Cookies. Bunch yes. of hazelnut cookies or yeah. crackers, something oh, like that. Oh, I'll, ta- I'll take a box. But, yeah, there will be a bunch of kids getting diabetes fed today <laughs> working in this building. Because there will be some mom and dad who work here who will go home with just fist loads of it. I don't know why they bothered setting up the display, to be honest. No, there's really no reason. Because you could have just left the box of cookies out there mm-hmm. or biscuits, whatever the hell they are. Still would have been gone. And they'd still be gone. Instead, that display will lay empty for about six to eight months after they're all cleaned out. What's the over under on when those bad boys are gone? Gone? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen I haven't checked my email yet, so I don't know if there's been an email no, I going isn't. around saying that there's anything. I, I would say well it is Thursday. If they're still around by Tuesday I'd be shocked. Oh, they're gone by tomorrow. Right. Heading into the weekend. They're done. There's already I, I mean I didn't do a, a count, but it looks like there's probably six to eight boxes already gone. Right. Well I'm pretty sure it didn't go up full. You don't think so? No, I, whoever put it, no, I mean, like, whoever put it up. Oh. If it went up full, there was a box gone before the display was even completed. I, I wonder if uh, Christian had somebody from Aurora Foods drop it off. I think it got delivered here yesterday afternoon, and somebody came in and set it up and put it all together. Yeah. And then I think staff immediately started. That's what I mean. Oh, I thought you meant the person who displayed no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, you know, Dougie Elliott would have known this was happening, and they'd be gone to his house. <laughs> he had the cappuccino poured already for this biscotti. Now, he, much like you, is trying to drop some weight, so yeah. I think he might avoid those bad Trying boys. to and actually are. <laughs> How dare you? They're different things. He's I'm only speaking from experience. He's... You added my name to the list. I'm telling you my experience. I'm trying to drop weight, too, but when there's an open bag of Doritos in my house last night, very difficult. And so, yes, I may have orange-stained hands today. 
He's, our Doug Elliott, the afternoon delayed, is probably at the gym right now. Uh, well, he always claims he's getting up to go to the gym at this time. And anytime we've reached out to him, it takes an hour or two before we get a response. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this diet is not working out for you. you. Think? You're very angry. <laughs> I am not going to be at the brunt of this. <laughs> Whatever. That, whatever that rug is on the floor here, you've rolled him under that many a time. Here we keep going. Holy. You know what? Have your cookies. I need my old fat Listen, lucky. You, you started the day by Where? telling me my five minutes of work. Where's Scout, honestly? I mean, I'm, you get here, every morning I look over at you and... Two seconds to five, and you're scrambling. Well, I am scrambling. I've got to write a whole newscast in all of 15, 20 minutes. A whole 90-second newscast. It is, but you got to figure out what the hell to say. Brain surgery. It is. I know. (laughs) Five minutes of work and four hours of YouTube hockey highlights. (laughs) A, uh, A couple have a nasty little bit of work to do. They had to sift through their dog's poop. And vomit after it ate $4,000 in cash. Oh, cash. A couple had a new fence put in, and the workers wanted to be paid in cash. So they went to the bank and took out $4,000. And less than 30 minutes later, their dog ate it all. Oh, my goodness. He's a seven-year-old golden doodle (laughs) who usually doesn't chew stuff up. But the big stack of bills was too enticing, and uh, he ate it all. Now, the good news is they managed to get most of it back. The bad news is how they had to get it back and to sift through his feces. (laughs) The bank told him this wasn't that uncommon and that they'd replace any of the bills as long as the serial numbers were still visible. Okay. So the couple got to work. The dog puked some of the cash up. But then to get the rest, they had to wait for him to relieve himself outside. Collected the half-digested bills, washed them, looked for the numbers. Each bill was like putting together a tiny puzzle, they say. Uh, can you imagine that is the one time the bank would ask you to launder money? <laughs> <laughs> Please! It's a great scene at the beginning of uh, Bookie where uh, Sebastian Maniscalco goes to get cash off of somebody who lost a bet. And as soon as he gets in the car, he's got the money in his hand, and it smells like poop. <laughs> so the guy who paid him must have wiped his arse with each bill. <laughs> At least in Canada, the hundred's already brown. <laughs> the wife described the smell as being so bad. Oh. But after lots of hard work, they ended up with 3,550 bucks. They lost 450. Really? Yeah. That's actually quite impressive. I'd lose the dog. Right, yo, I was going to say. If, if the tombstone would say 7 years old. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is fine if you care. They've already forgiven him. They said going forward they'll keep in mind that he has very expensive tastes. No doubt. And if you have a, a bigger dog, I got family. Their their dog uh, has since passed, but this thing was such a beast. You know how you're not supposed to feed dogs chocolate, and this thing consumed like one Christmas. It got into a box of chocolate, right? Ate it all, no problem. This thing one time hopped on a counter 
because uh, we had been doing the hockey pool at this uh, relative's house, so we always would order like pizza or veal sandwiches. Or... He grabbed a veal sandwich, a, like a big hunkin' <laughs> veal sandwich, and had it down in like two bites. Right. I saw him take down a full cold steak sitting on the counter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Coop's not tall enough to do any counter surfing. Yeah. But even when things are a bit low, like we had to keep an eye on him at Christmas time because you know, we're have parties and family over, mm. and he's there, and um, and we'd have things on like the the ottoman yeah. or the table, and at a low height, and he's kind of roaming around, and he can smell it, sniff it. And when you got like a charcuterie board of cold cuts out there, I'm sure it smells fantastic to him. I saw that happen with yeah. my own eyes. Yeah. And and you guys know who came up with the idea of giving them the treats every time somebody comes over? Because that that seemed to be uh, Adrian's thing. Of I think that's him down. yeah more Adrian's. Well, if he's uh, he's got a, a problem where he just not really a problem. He's not bad when, in terms of jumping mm. on people, but he gets excited when mm-hmm. people come in the door. Yeah, and uh, and if he gets a little nippy sometimes, he said it's just easier to just give here give the person that came in a treat, and that way he knows that they're, they're friendly. Right. Well, I'm in no way body shaming Coop, but he looks like he's had a lot of treats. He's had a lot of treats, <laughs> and we haven't had that many people over. <laughs> He really has, like, from the last time I've seen him, and maybe that's just the make of dog, but he seems to have gotten larger. Uh, his widening is a problem. <laughs> has been pointed out. And he doesn't seem to have a problem no, with it. he seems very happy. No. In fact, well, and it is, obviously, it's our fault in, in how we feed him and how, and how we've trained him to eat in the sense of, like, here, take this and get away from me for right, a second, right? right? Basically what we're training him to do right but he like like he'll just go and he knows where his treats are in the cupboard that they're in mm. and he'll just go and he'll scratch at it oh, like really? he'll, just, he'll just paw at it <laughs> as if to say i want in here i want a treat he's, he's very and we'll tell him no and then he'll do it again and like fine here you go just shut up like father like dog just Pretty much pawing at the treats <laughs> You know, we've mentioned this in the past. Network television is uh, struggling uh, now with all the streaming services and who watches net. You know, ABC, NBC, CBS in Canada, CBC. Who watches CTV? Who watches any of that anymore? Uh, very few. And this won't help. ABC tonight at 10 p.m. has a one-hour special. General Hospital, 60 Years of Stars and Show and Story. Wow. <laughs> now, I only mention this because General Hospital has a little place in my heart because my mom and I, like in the early 80s, she was addicted to it. If you have, if you're of a certain age, uh, you, you might have had a mom, you probably had a mom who loved her daytime stories. Right. And for my mom, it was General Hospital. There was a whole bunch of different ones as the world turns, uh, days of our lives. There was, I don't even know if they make They must still make them. I, I assume they're on during the day, but I, I don't know who's watching them anymore. I believe there are still a couple on. Um, for my mom, it was One Life to Live. Yeah, yes. Um, and, um, and, and my mom, or sort of my grandmother, was one who, uh, 
I said it was I can't remember which one she was into, but and I do remember like when I was in school, like, there would be kids who would talk about it or or get into it as well. Uh, Young and the Restless. There's right? another one. Yes, that um, was hugely popular. Yeah, and and so so these would uh, you know were, were dominated, and it's funny because my first thought is there's no way they're running them now because times have changed. You don't have. Uh, at home housewives sitting all day. Yeah. And while you may not, I don't know, because you walk around anywhere, any kind of business around 11 o'clock, noon, 1 o'clock, and it's just busy with people mm -hmm. who are not working. Right. So I'm not sure whether or not, uh, like, uh, the argument that people don't have the time to watch them anymore isn't there. I just don't think there's the interest. Well, and you know, it might be a good time for network television. Uh, what with everybody still staying at home and working from home? Because, you know, as much as I believed we were inevitably going to go back, in my uh, in my uh, family, we have uh, a couple of people, 20-somethings, who have taken on new jobs. I know a third in our family, uh, and they're all working remotely. Mm -hmm. These new jobs are like you can work from wherever you want in the world. I was talking to somebody yesterday in my family. They've got co-workers in New Zealand, yeah. and their problem is scheduling meetings Yeah, no because doubt. of the time change. So you would think maybe network television could go, well, if everybody's at home, we should bring back these soaps because people could have them on in the background while they're supposedly, in quotes, working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, if they want to pay to produce them, and that's the thing. Yeah. That's where a lot of the... The money goes into is, and and that's where you see Netflix spending billions now mm. producing just shows and movies. You find things cropping up on on streaming services all the time. We're like, I haven't heard of this movie before. It's because it's done just for that. There was a show that I guess had been on maybe network television um, a few years back called Louder Milk that I had never heard of, and now it's on Netflix. And I saw somebody. One of my news feeds saying how terrifically funny it was, and it was a shame it only lasted three seasons. So, boom, I went to it, and it's very, very funny. It's about this <laughs> alcoholic guy who uh, is now leading a uh, rehab, like a, an AA meeting, but he's just a miserable human being, and it's uh, it's very, very good. You know what's replaced, I think, the, the, the daytime uh, soap opera is... Re, some reality television. Probably. It's the new thing, yeah. <laughs> we were watching, we were watching a movie with the kids that was in it, The Rock and Kevin Hart, one of their oh, the dozens of movies that they've put together. But uh, while the movie was fine, getting through the commercials and the mm. promo, promos for this, whatever channel it was, that was all about between the Vanderpump rules and Southern hospitality, it's just mm -hmm. rich white women who are spoiled yeah, talking about their problems and and people soak this crap up going back to the Kardashians, right? Well, it's probably a smart move for television and the streaming services because you don't have to pay the big uh, dollars. Like you go back to sitcoms like Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen making a million dollars an episode. Right. These people don't need the money; they just want the publicity. Yeah. You know, so they'll do it for free. That's why the Bachelor and the Bachelorette are, you know, because they're all nobodies and they yeah. just want to get their fifteen minutes of fame. True. Anyhow, did you get to see Ricky Gervais or Dave Chappelle yet? No. Still, okay, you you get off your child protection. <laughs> I still can't find the Gervais one, the Chappelle one I found. See, I, I didn't look for it yesterday, actually, but I, the Chappelle I saw. I typed in uh, Ricky Gervais yesterday, Armageddon, boom, right there. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's brand place. new? It's brand new.
just came out Christmas Day. Because when I typed it in, I found one of his, but I had already watched half of it. I'm like, well, that yeah. wasn't me. No, no, no. He's Maybe got the kids are watching it downstairs. Maybe. And you saw the new Chappelle? I saw the, the new Chappelle. The though. Dreamer? What do you think? I well, No, sorry. I saw that it was there. I haven't oh, watched it yet. Oh, no, you'll get to. He'll, he'll have six more <laughs> before you get to this one. <laughs> the price of stamps going up on the 8th. A standard stamp is going to be a buck seven. Wow. Now, of course, as soon as people heard about this, the complaining began. Many saying they disapprove of an increase in the stamps. Right. Others saying they strongly disapprove. But then, when questioned about how much a stamp actually cost, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> well, it's funny because coming out of the holiday season is about the only time that we buy stamps. Mm. Like if you're ones that send around Christmas cards mm -hmm. still, and not many do. But then you go, you know, to the either the post office or Costco and get a a roll of them, mm -hmm. and you're like, why is this costing me a hundred dollars? I know <laughs> this must be way too expensive. And as much as we think that the post office is, you know, some bygone, you know, snail mail, nobody uses it, nobody cares. Go to any shopper's drug mart where there's a post office, and it's always busy. Yes, right. Well, and the other thing, too, is in in the world that we live in now where everything has to be immediate, mm -hmm. right, you can complain about spending a dollar seven to send something somewhere, but we also expect it to be there tomorrow. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> and it quite often gets there within two to three days for a dollar. <laughs> like, that's not a bad deal. It's not, but I guess when you compare it to Amazon where you can have a car delivered from Europe for free. Right. Well, it's not always free. A lot of times that's built in. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. I, I just find it uh, interesting that we, of course, always just love to yell and scream and be disapproving and angry about something that we know nothing about and rarely ever use. <laughs> the interesting part, too, is because our uh, washers on the fritz, they're coming to Patty's Market's coming to check it out today. Mm. Um, and... <laughs> We were I was trying to find like whether or not I had any warranty left on mm. it, and we couldn't find the actual receipt uh, from the washer. But we found like the envelope that all of that information came in. Right, and on the envelope it has the stamp. It was sixty one cents. Mm. I think I bought it in like 2012 or 2013. So in a decade, it's gone from 61 yep. cents to a buck seven. I remember when it was a dime. That's right. Yeah. You know, another funny thing about the post office, I don't know the last time you ever stood in one at a Sharpest Drug Mart, but they got that red banner across the back. And, and on that red banner, they've got all sorts of names of towns and cities across Canada and I think around the world, maybe, where Canada Post goes to. Oh. But it's so random and odd, because I've stood in line waiting to mail something. I don't know if I've noticed this. But it'll be like uh, Bangkok. Uh, uh, do they show American cities and European, or is it just Canadian? I, I have to go back and look again. But what the one thing that struck me was odd was they have Brampton and Bramalee. 
Now, separately? Well, yeah, like whoever printed this big thing, God knows how much Canada Post paid to have these in all of their locations. Right. Somebody thought it was important enough to get Bramley and Branton in there. <laughs> I mean, Bramley really doesn't even exist anymore. It got swallowed by Brampton. I mean, it still exists in my heart. Gotcha. Because that's where this little angel grew up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just like Timmins, Toronto, uh, Vancouver, Branton Bramley. <laughs> Very odd. If you had an original uh, Nintendo back in the 90s, you probably spent countless hours playing Tetris. Were you a Tetris guy? Uh, yeah, I played some Tetris. A 13-year-old gamer just became the first person to ever beat Tetris. Mm-hmm. Each level of test, Tetris, if you've uh, played it, you know it gets faster and faster, and usually it just keeps going until you lose. But there's a glitch where it can eventually get so fast the console can't keep up, and it crashes. Until now, only AI has been able to do it. Well, this kid made it to level 157. He's 13 oh, years old. cow. Before it finally froze up. Of course, because this is what young people do nowadays, you can watch him play the whole game on YouTube. Right. We don't play games ourselves. We just watch others play games. Yes. Um, now, this is where the story does not take a shocking turn. He's 13. The game crashes. He freaks out and starts hyperventilating. Because... <laughs> You're 13. Go outside and kick a ball. Do something. Anyhow, the entire run took 38 minutes, and he set several new world records, including highest score of just over 6,850,000 points. I mean, listen, good accomplishment, and this is where the world is at now with kids, right? This kid's some YouTuber gamer. Yeah. He's 13. He's probably already richer than I'll ever be. But that's the idea. It's just so sad. And there he is sitting there, hyperventilating and freaking out because his game broke down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the hyperventilating. Seems a bit much. Um, but, you know, I'm sure if I got to level 10, I would have been happy and, and screaming and telling somebody about it. And I'm sure many of us have tossed controllers when we've lost games. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I've paid for replacements. Um, and that is the way the world works now, right? Is it that the, the YouTube it and you have, you, but it's because people are watching it and they're getting content from it. You know, a lot of the YouTube stars are, are gamers mm -hmm. and ones who play these games and kids watch them. I I have found it one of the more frustrating parts of parenthood for me mm -hmm. is the amount of money I've spent on video game and video game systems to watch my kids watch other kids on YouTube play them. Yeah, I know. It's it's very strange. And look, YouTube, I love it. I mean, I've fallen down many rabbit holes, and I just saw this guy uh, recently who's racking up a bunch of numbers because he'll just go around to people's homes with security cameras because everybody has them, and he'll film himself doing funny little bits, right. messing with the homeowners. And I'm like, that's a that's a brilliant, you know, if you can come up with something different and unique. Right. But just to sit and watch somebody play a video game. Yeah. Although nowadays, this guy's taking a hell of a risk. You go on anybody's property, we freak out. True. Certainly in the U.S., you get shot for it. Well, I mean... I mean 
the annoying part I find about all of it is that they call themselves content creators. Mm-hmm. Like, that is their job, mm-hmm. right, is to be a content creator. And while some can create very unique and uh, and interesting content, there are others that, uh, the ones that annoy me are the reaction videos. Mm. So basically, you're watching someone reacting to watching something, <laughs> right? And, and, and if you... If you really slow it down and, and you know, take a, a a broader look at what we're doing and what we're seeing, you know, I see these all the time pop up. Yeah. You know, I've watched a couple that are basically drumming videos, and it's like, you know, you see a, an unbelievable drummer, but it's another guy who's watching this guy and reacting to it, mm-hmm. and he's he's just. You know, the content's already on the Internet. He's just narrowing down the search for you, but he becomes a content creator as a part of it and is making money off that. I I will say um, of those type of videos, the reaction videos, some of them are are pretty funny. Like when you watch young people hear, like, cashmere for Zeppelin for the first time and they react to that. Or you'll see, like, old Italian grandmothers trying some food they've never eaten before. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of them are are pretty funny. Yeah. Well, and... and but that's when there's comments, mm-hmm. you know, or, and there's actual real content. Just watch, and some of them, it's literally just someone who said, hey, I found this, watch it. Yeah. And and they're just putting themselves on the side, right? right. Um, I follow one a guy called Chef Reactions, which I find hilarious. He takes YouTube videos that people have posted of their own food mm. <laughs> and cooking, and, he re- and he's an actual chef, and he kind of reacts to it, and he's hilarious in doing it. And whether or not he would try it or not. But it, what's hilarious is just how bad the recipes are. Right. There was that other guy whose his, his dad was a world-famous, like, Michelin chef. Right. And he would take him around to, like, Taco Bell and Wendy's oh, right. and stuff. That yeah, that's Sir Lee. It's a Canadian that does that. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something about the food uh, videos, pictures on all social media. And you opened my eyes to this, and now I can't not see it. Most people's food is absolutely gross. Oh, it looks awful. Like, there's a guy I, I'm friends with. I worked with him in the past. He's a big shot on Bay Street. He lives in a gorgeous home. He's got a hell of a life. I see him traveling all over the world. Everything he cooks and shares looks like it's already been through somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.